Welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan Sinner with Chucker, Andy, and PK Kyle. Be sure to follow us on all these social media, TikTok, the YouTube, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, and check out the website while you're at it, coldcansnetwork.com. That's coldcansnetwork.com. We've got our hats and koozies that are available on the shop. We're just selling out to Idaho, actually, so be sure to, we, we are nice. shipping right now, and currently we're running a special for free shipping, so now's the time to buy. Um, and then while you're at it, it really does help us out in the algorithms. Don't pretend to understand algorithms, but apparently they're a thing. So uh, give us five stars and a great review and click subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Amazon, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts these days. Country and cold cans is available. All right, fellas, I'm running on fumes right now because I just have not slept much the last four days. Um, I don't sleep much anyways, but I've been sleeping less than usual. So it's been I almost was uh, Andy was the first delay tonight. I just have to throw that on the air. When Andy started clapping at me on the group chat saying, oh, that was a long second. Well, Andy delayed us by about 20 minutes today. Then I delayed us for another 20 minutes and he decided he wanted to come out guns a blazing in the group chat. No what response you do about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky you're out of state. <laughs> but yeah, we were. Uh, so we're we're. I mean, you guys won't know. This isn't a live show. We were a little bit late tonight. I almost fell asleep on the couch watching the yak. They were talking about nonsense, and it was like nothing that was right in my face. I was about to fall asleep, but it got us thinking about uh, alarm clocks. Can I ask what the yak is? It's a barstool. Daily oh, show. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. It's just a, a nonsense YouTube show. It's kind of funny sometimes. Okay. But uh, it got us talking about alarm clocks, and Andy asked me before we started recording, how many alarm clocks I have? I said, I have one on the end table, four alarms set on my phone, and about three on my watch. And sometimes I still will sleep through every single one of them. Do an the Apple people, Watch. Yeah, I have an Apple Watch. That one wakes me up more recently than some of the others have because it shakes my arm. But that, what, my whole point is I don't trust people with one alarm. If they only have one alarm and they wake up, I think you're a psychopath. Uh, I don't I trust like- I don't trust people that wake up before their alarm and aren't. No, that's fucking weird. Like, the only way up, I yeah. I can do that sometimes if I'm like stressed about really stressed about waking up. I don't yeah, sleep I, good when I do it, but if I have, I a have big done event, that. If I have a big event, you know, because you never really truly fall asleep when you have a big event or a big project or something to do the next right. day. So you're never really like truly asleep. Yeah, I'm with you there, Andy. I'm talking like the people that just wake up and they look over and they're like, oh, I'm so refreshed. My alarm goes off in a minute. I'm just going to. Go ahead and get up. Like, no, you're a psychopath. Yeah, because that extra five to ten minutes in the morning, it feels like an hour. It does, yeah. Oh, and yeah. That, and that, it's amazing. But the best is there's like the best feeling before an alarm clock is when you wake up, it's like, like oh, I got to get up and you look at the alarm clock and it's like 515. You're like, fuck yes, I have another hour to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Most yeah. of the time, if I wake up that early, though, it's because I've got to pee. Well, yeah, I get up every morning at like three something. Yeah. The best thing is when you wake up, you feel super refreshed. You pick your phone up and look, and like, I was supposed to get up five hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever, now, I never wake up feeling refreshed. I don't feel like a human. I feel like the troll that lives under the bridge until I get out of the shower. Then I feel like normal. 
after I've showered. But when I first wake up, I do not feel refreshed. I'm, I'm I wake up grumpy because nah. the, because the sun decided to come up, and I I I don't like it. Um, I, I'm not a pleasant person to be around until I've been awake for about an hour. <laughs> yeah, I, let me get uh be up for an hour, get a shower and a cup of coffee, and then I'm uh, I'm a productive member of society. I'm I'm not a good person to speak to until I have had enough caffeine to kill a small child. <laughs> See, I can't drink coffee, so I live off of uh, that method. Yeah, you're getting your caffeine fix. Yeah. Now, now you were you guys were talking about you have something big to do, and mm-hmm. you uh, you don't get a whole lot of sleep. When I have to be up, like say I have to be at the airport really early, I I don't sleep, and it's not from me not trying to sleep. I just don't sleep. Like I had a six a.m. flight one time to go to Atlanta uh, about a few months back. I fell asleep at 4.45. No, I was at the airport at 4.45. I fell asleep at 3.45. I slept for 30 minutes. No, and then I was up yeah. all day in Atlanta. It's miserable. I, I, If I know I have something big to do the next day, like, and I have to get up super early, like, it, I already don't sleep. And then you throw that on top, oh, I'm not sleeping. Now, you flew down to Atlanta, what, like a week or two ago? Yeah, yeah. I had yeah, an man. evening flight that time, though. All right, I want to ask you on this. Because when I flew to Las Vegas, maybe gas prices are just getting insanely high. Was your plane hot as balls? Um, both of my flights to and from Las Vegas were insanely hot. I have a lot of complaints about my flight, but the temperature wasn't one. Okay. Mine was the fact that we were outside of Atlanta's airport. The weather was bad, so they sent us to Birmingham to land. Mm-hmm. Uh, that air- weather was bad, so they sent us up to uh, Spartanburg, Greenville, South Carolina airport they let us land there we waited for 30 minutes they refueled and then they took us to atlanta and my flight was three hours they're practically going to take you all the way back home pretty much yeah now i remember my granddad died i had a very similar story to this so i was 15 first time i'd ever flown i was in i was right outside of memphis yeah yeah i was right outside of place yeah we were at some christian college i can't remember the name of it but anyway church convention so I get the call, you know, I fly home and we go to Memphis. I get on a small plane. I'm supposed to fly from Memphis, uh, from Memphis to Richmond and then Richmond to Raleigh. Hmm. I don't know. I guess they didn't. This is like 12 years ago. So I guess all the flights have changed. But bad storms in Richmond, bad storms in Raleigh. So we get up in the air and we, so we, they, we fly to Jackson, Mississippi. I sit on the runway in Jackson, Mississippi for an hour and a half. We have to get off. And then I fly to, I want to say I flew to Atlanta. We flew to Atlanta, sitting in the airport, and I wait there for four hours for the next flight to get to Raleigh. It was supposed to be like a three and a half, three hour flight, turned into like 14 hours. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so annoying, too. Yeah. So, and yeah, I, that's the first time I watched Marley and me. Just probably the worst <laughs> worst time ever to watch that. Fifteen movie. year old Kyle sitting there crying in the Atlanta airport. Oh, that's that movie. Is, that movie is, yeah, yeah. You know, granddad died, so Marty yep. upset, and then oh boy, that oh gosh, that, that's one of the saddest movies in the world. Oh, it's a very sad movie. That's uh, now that's an interesting question before we get into today's topics. What is the first dog movie that made you cry? Old Yeller. Old, old Yeller. Yeah. It was, for me, it was my dog Skip. I don't think I've ever, never seen even that. heard of it. 
I had I didn't see Old Yeller until I got to be maybe twelve or thirteen. My dog Skip came out um, obviously after Old Yeller, but it came out when we were little kids, and it's about a boy and his Jack Russell. <laughs> and I had I've always had Jack Russells growing up, and uh, and the dog ends up like it, the dog doesn't if I'm remembering correctly doesn't even die in a tragic way. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there and like the dog dies of old age and I'm over there crying. <laughs> Andy, what happened to the dog in Old Yeller? Doesn't it get like rabies or something? Yeah, it get the yeah, little boy has to shoot, shoot it. it I think. Yeah, I know yeah. they shoot it, but I was wondering why. I can't, I couldn't remember why. So sad. Inflation so, got people... out of control when they couldn't buy dog food anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, man, did you see the thing where people are like turning dogs back over to shelters because dog food's got to? You're a sorry person. Yeah, you're. Oh, you're a sorry sack of shit. If you're gonna, you're if you, it, at least there there are, are levels of being a sack of shit. You're a sack of shit if you give up your pet for things like that. But you're the worst of the shit. You're like the stinkiest part of the shit if you just leave your dog abandoned somewhere. Oh, yeah. There's a special place in hell for people like that. The worst people are, though, other than the ones that abuse animals, are like the ones that are like, I didn't know he was going to get this big. Like, oh, you're a real sorry mother effer. Yeah. Why don't, we no, take you Why don't we just drop you off at jail? So yeah, we didn't know you were yeah. gonna get this big. We'll put you a cave in a cage and give you a bowl of kibbles every day, waiting to see when they're gonna put the needle in you to euthanize your sorry ass and see how you like it. We're very pro dog on this podcast. Yeah, there's a reason that when you go to the movies and an animal gets hurt, people are way more upset than when they just mutilate yeah. this human uh, being. <laughs> I 100 percent feel way more uh empathy and sorrow for animal mis- dogs being mistreated than I do people. I think I'll, I don't know about Andy, man. Yeah, I think we're on the same boat. Probably. Like, I, I have a certain level of yeah. human, of just the, on a human level, like, oh, that sucks. Like, I feel for them. But when somebody's like, I see a dog being mistreated, I'm like, that's sorry, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it, it makes me, like, like violently angry. Yes, no, you're real, real piece, of, piece of work, buddy. Yeah. Because yeah. dogs are the best among us. They're innocent. They don't, they depend on us. They will love you unconditionally. Exactly. Like, sometimes I'll talk nice to my dog and be like, who's an idiot? And she'll wag her tail. <laughs> well, you know how Eli is, man. He's the happiest dog in the world. I remember when he was a puppy. When he was four-week housebroken, you know, we'd pop him when he used the bathroom. In the yeah. He would just sit there smiling at you. I'm like, either, <laughs> either you're just the happiest dog in the world or you got a few screws loose up top. <laughs> but you're not supposed to enjoy this. <laughs> He's like, spank me. <laughs> yeah, he would, you can ask Bailey, man. He would love it. He'd just sit there and smile at you. Bailey's like, what am I supposed to do with this? I hate to say it because I'm like I don't believe in abusing animals. I believe in disciplining animals. Maybe you didn't pop him hard enough. <laughs> we we uh, I always use a newspaper when they're babies because it's more noise. Yeah. So you just roll oh, yeah, yeah. the newspaper and it just makes a loud. Uh, noise. He was like little, little. I get you now. Yeah, yeah, real little. Yeah, but it's for his house bird. Yeah, I always use a newspaper because it doesn't hurt him. It just makes a loud noise. Yeah. The. I have gotten very soft with my dog over the years because I've had her for eight years at this point. She doesn't do a lot of bad things these days. But when I first got her, Andy was living with me when I first got her. We were about 20 years old and I had just gotten her. She took a couple of days to get comfortable. And then finally, I let her I, I saw her sitting in my bed chewing on something about the fourth day that I had her. She was chewing up and had eaten a quarter of my remote control to my, my old box TV. I had I took that remote and I beat the fuck out of her with it. And for ever since then, like it only took a few more times of having to pop her and everything. She's been pretty good, but I was like, set the tone early. I'm in charge. You don't chew up my shit. And, you know, otherwise she's been pretty good for the most part for the last eight years. Yeah, the only time I ever really got 
mean with Eli when he was probably about he was probably a couple months old and he was just at that point where he was starting to get kind of big. Yeah. And uh Bailey took his toy from him and he growled and showed teeth. Yeah. And I, you know, had to put my foot down. Oh, yeah. He was like, You're being so mean. I was like, Bailey, he's thirty pounds now. Eventually he's gonna be a hundred. Yep. And he can do he can he can hurt somebody then. Oh yeah. I mean I, I and if our our veterinarian friend is listening because I know he listens sometimes. I apologize, Will, because I know that you don't condone this type of behavior. But I, I, I don't understand when, when you know, some people are like, How, "You've you've hit your dog for?" I'm like, "Yes." I mean, dogs are pack animals. They they need to know who the leader of the pack is. And guess what? It it isn't Bella. It's me. Right. <laughs> and I set the tone early with her, and she's been pretty good otherwise. I mean, she used to occasionally shit in Andy's room in college, which <laughs> that's kind of funny. It, it, she would only shit in his room, and it was just I, at that point I was just it was I don't even Andy. Do, how did you get her to stop doing that? Because I would like put her nose in it and everything, clean it up and everything, but she just magically stopped one day. Every time we I tried a, to discipline her, she didn't. We took a nap together on the couch one day, and after that, we were best friends. <laughs> Because this was that period of time where you had started trucking, so you weren't there every day. I don't think so. I think it was before it wasn't? that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, Bella just magically stopped shitting in Andy's room. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs are crazy, but they're the best among us. They're the best uh, among us. All right, so we got a couple things on the docket here today. Had a couple of EPs, albums, whatever you want to call them. These are, one of them is definitely an EP. The other one is right on the border of what Andy considers an EP or an LP. He leans to the EP side, but it's nine songs long. But we're going to talk about first, uh, we had talked about a lead single from this uh, artist when it first came out, but it's Megan Maroney's. And we talked about three of these? We talked about two of them, I think, on the show. Okay, we did the first two. But uh, it's Megan Maroney's uh, EP, Pistol Made of Roses. And... um, I've been after hearing Hair Salon. That was the first one we talked about. I love that song. I think that's. I still think that's the best song on this EP. Um, it's very much held up. It's a very unique take on a heartbreak. You know, sitting there just going into squeezed in because they're. Uh, what was it? Her roots are getting brassier. Uh, I don't remember the exact lyric. I also don't understand hair, but um, she's going in to get her hair done, and then she's hearing all the gossip. Or the T, as the kids say, in there. And then she hears three chairs down that her ex has bought a ring and he's found the one. She's heartbroken in a hair salon. I think it's a very well-written song and very unique. Probably what I think is the best song on the record. Overall, I think the album or the EP is uh, pr- is pretty doggone good. It's sonically, it's, it's definitely country, but it has some pop sensibilities, but I think it's done well. Uh, like I said, pop country in and of itself is not bad. It's when pop country is done bad, like Walker Hayes. That is when it's awful. Um, this is country with pop sensibilities that works, and I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, what kind of st- stood out to you guys before we kind of get into some of our favorite tracks? Yeah, I got kind of strong Miranda Lambert vibes from some of these songs, and I'm a big Miranda uh, Miranda Lambert fan. Um, I know we had talked about the first two. Uh, I could have sworn we had talked about Fix You Too. We did talk about fixing. Uh, that's the second one. Okay, yeah, so we so we one. didn't talk. Okay. okay, okay. All right, so maybe I got confused there. I really like that song too. Um, I think they're the the two strongest on the album. Yeah, um, yeah. Retweet. Other than that, I mean, it's it's pretty good. Um, I think in a perfect world, if this was 
pop country music on the radio, uh, I would be a much happier person. Yeah. Um, Agree. <laughs> yeah. So I like her. She's a young and up and coming uh, female artist who shows a lot of promise. We'll um, have to see what the full album looks like, but yeah, I, Andy, I'm pretty sure that on some of the tracks, you probably heard it too about the, her vocals that she has kind yeah. of a little bit of a rasp on some songs, kind of like that. And I, as we've documented on this podcast, we all like that in the female mm-hmm. vocalist. One of the things that I would say it's a negative, but I can't in this situation is I've heard like Kyle say before too, is that she kind of came out the box a little strong with those first two singles off of this, which I do agree that I think are the best, but those are her first two singles in general. She only has one other song on Spotify. So it makes a lot of sense for when you're a new artist to come out the box very strong because if she hadn't have done that, we easily wouldn't even be covering this EP. So I typically don't like when people do that, but when you're new, it makes, I can't, you, you, this is probably what you should do. So I can't criticize somebody for that. Yeah, I get that. All right. It's only six songs, so we can go through the track list in order, um, kind of give our thoughts on each, but and, you know, I don't know if this is offensive these days or not. I can't ever keep track, but golly day, she's hot. <laughs> also, just yeah. wanted to throw that out there. Um, Killer album cover. Yeah, very. I, I've really enjoyed the EP, but uh, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't comment that I think she's very, very attractive. But um, <laughs> the first song, <laughs> I Love Me, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, bad girl country. Uh, kind of thing like you it kind of like I could see what you were saying Kyle when you said you kind of got Miranda Lambert vibes yes. from it uh, this is the main song that kind of gave me those vibes the other yeah. two the little rest she has kind of reminds me of like Cheryl Crow in a way I don't know if, if that makes sense like it, I don't hear it often, but just occasionally in some choruses, I hear some Cheryl Crow in there too. Right. It's not a, it's not a lot. It's just little things that remind me of, of Cheryl Crow. Yeah. Or somebody who I haven't heard from in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no idea what she's even up to these days. <laughs> if she even makes music anymore. She's probably uh, resting easy at night on her bed made of money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But okay. yeah, I love me. I think is a solid song. I mean, it's, um, nothing crazy lyrically in the sense like hair salon was, but I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're kind of girl power kind of song of you, like somebody did you wrong and, but they don't have to, or I may not be for everyone, but you know, that's fine. Cause I love me. You don't have to love me. Cause I love me. I, I dig it. I liked it. Um, what did you guys think of this one? This is number three on the list. In my opinion. Third strongest. I wouldn't second that, but the, uh, (laughs) the, uh, the biggest thing like with this song is that I would have liked it more if it didn't follow the, the first two that this is the third song I heard from her. That was just one of the biggest things for me, really. Yeah. Not, not recency bias, I guess. I I didn't like it as much as the the first two. And this is the third one. It was the first of somewhat of a letdown after two heaters. Right. Well, speaking of heaters, uh, hair salon, you know, we've covered it on a, on a previous one. That's an absolute banger of a song. Um, I just mentioned it a minute ago, like unique, uh, in the, the way she told a story about, you know, heartbreak and finding out that your, your ex has moved on big fan of that song. 
Big fire. Yep. Andy, what is three for you? Three for me is uh, keep flowers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You and I are basically have the same list then for our top three. Uh, Till it all goes south, I think sounds really good. Um, yeah. I, it's like I, I when it comes when it came on the um, the album and when I listened to it multiple times, it was not my favorite lyrically relative to like Fix You Two or Hair Salon, but I think sonically it just it sounds really really good. It's like we've always said about Riley Green's music. Like if this is what radio sounds like in 2022, that'd be a major win. Um, I, re- I I dug it for that reason because it sounds good. Same. Actually, I didn't. Yeah. And then it gets you to my second favorite song on the EP, Fix You Too. Um, I liked it a lot when it first came out, but then upon re-listening to it in the context of the EP, I love this song. Um, I think that there's something relatable, not just from a like female to male aspect, but also male to female aspect when you're older and you, it's, she was saying that, um, is it your ego and my attitude? Well, it's not that part for me. It was the part where it's like, um, it said maybe we could be something somewhere down the road and a younger me wouldn't sit right here and tell those green eyes. No, um, Mm. that, that I think is like, it it really struck a chord with me because I got to think about, I was like, you know, as you get older, some of the times the red flags that pop up, you would just be like, yeah, okay, whatever. But as you get older, you're kind of like less inclined to do that. And I think that's pretty universal. Um, but also I, I like how it's like, I'm a, uh, you're, you're a fixer upper if there ever was. And, uh, and saying like, I've got my own problems as well. So I don't want to have to fix you too. I like that. It wasn't just pointing the finger at someone else too. There was some self-awareness that I've got my own issues that I'm having to work out with. I'm older now. I'm more mature. So I'm not going to just be like, yeah, fuck that person. It's all on them. Uh, I'm perfect. You're not. It, it's a very mature take on not wanting to get involved with some red flags because, you know, I've got my own shit. I've got to figure out myself. Yeah. That's like what I said when we did this. Like what I like about it the most probably is like where she's talking about like all the things wrong in her house. It's like life's yeah. hard enough without you dealing with your problems along with mine, basically. Right, right. And like anybody that, you know, there are exceptions to the rule where in relationships, marriages or what have you, that someone is completely at fault. But most of the time when something falls apart, it's not, it's a shared responsibility. And it, it it's very immature when people act like it's always someone else and they're completely innocent, absolved of any blame. So I like that this was a mature take on that topic. This one, of the things that I guess where this came off, like the first, these first two came out so hot. It's like you said about Harrison. This is also to me, it's a unique way of telling a story. And it's like the first two were both like that to me. And that, and I really like that. It's probably two of her best written songs on the EP or the t- the two best written songs on the yeah. EP. But yeah, that one's a good one. Um, then we got two more to go. Uh, he made me do it. Um, also kind of gave me early Miranda Lambert vibes. I think the twist with this was for me, because when I first got to listen to it, I was like, oh, here we go. Another song about a woman killing her boyfriend, husband, what have you for doing her wrong. And then it gets to the point where it's like, you know, he's lucky he's still alive. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, he, he made me do it. I, I thought that was kind of an interesting twist that she stopped just short of murdering him, uh, you know, telling the judge that. I, I found that at least interesting to me because, like I said, it's it's a topic that's been broached a lot. So yeah, it kind of gave it a different wrinkle. Song, the yeah. chicks did one. Uh, oh, it's, it's been... 
countless songs. And it's not just in the female to male aspect either. In the old days, Andy can tell you about quite a few murder ballads that he used to listen to. Back when we were in Hollywood, didn't you have a Johnny Cash one you liked about him murdering his wife? Uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, cocaine blues. Yeah, Andy's a trucker, by the way, song. so I'm not insinuating anything, but <laughs> murdering <laughs> prostitutes. Uh, Waylon Jennings has got one. Waylon Jennings has got several. So a lot. Of, I think his though, he did. He didn't kill his wife. He's going to kill her. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, uh, what'd you guys think about he made me do it? And not my. I didn't really like it. I probably would have rather her kill him. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Andy. More violence. I, I get that aspect, though. Amy, you are the one that brought that um, Josh Malloy song about murder, but I just found it more interesting that she didn't. Because um, oh, so otherwise, it was ten minutes long. <laughs> yeah, I know that that song was an investment just for one song. But uh, but enough. but with he made me do it. I I think I my perspective was I found it more interesting that she didn't kill him because it was just different from what we normally get in those songs. But I understand if you uh, gravitate towards murder songs, as Trucker Andy does. Yeah, probably like got a little disappointed. Mysteries. She let him live, so Andy's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> Would like to make an aside. The name of the CP is phenomenal. Why you say that? I just love the name Pistol Just love the name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue into the last song, though. Yeah. Because the last one is Keep the Flowers. Um, I Another one, this was probably my third favorite song, I would say. Uh, like you said, Andy, because I like the idea of it, of, you know, somebody has kind of burned their bridge. You've given them extended forgiveness to them. And uh, then she uses the different uh, analogies of like all the flowers that he would bring and how it, it doesn't make her feel a damn thing anymore. So he can keep the flowers, you know, and she's going to keep her last name. I, I like that. What did you think, Andy? Uh, I agree with you on that. And I think it's more a little bit more to it because I do I'm I'm assuming about this gentleman in the song, but I'm going to assume as most men doesn't give two shits about flowers. So <laughs> It's also letting him give something that he don't give a fuck about. I think I like that aspect of it, too. Yeah. Kyle? And I like the way it sounds, too. Yeah, yeah. Can I rescind my... I think I might agree with you, Megan. You know, this is number three. So I guess that puts... So for uh, for time purposes here, I guess we all had the same top three then from the CP. Yeah, yeah. Hair Salon, I, Fix You Too, and Keep the Flowers. I would like to rescind my other earlier statement. Bandwagon Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> I am jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> bandwagon Kyle. You guys have persuaded me. <laughs> persuaded me. Yeah, that, getting's good. <laughs> but that's Pistol Made of Roses by Megan Maroney. Definitely should check out this project. If you haven't heard any of her stuff, I'd, I'd suggest starting with Hair Salon um, and Fix You Too. Uh, but it's a good project overall. Um, I, I'm excited to see when she gets a full LP. Um, but I, I'm really digging her her sound, her songwriting ability, and I love her voice. Um, it, it was funny, like you guys won't know who this is, but she also I saw on Instagram when she was like celebrating her EP release, she had a bunch of her friends with her, and she's friends with one of the uh, girls that works for Barstool. Uh, Hannah Cook is her name. She's on Barstool Sports Advisors with Big Cat and Portnoy and Stu Finer, and um, that was kind of funny. I, I saw that, but um, that. I think she's originally from Tennessee, but 
but that was kind of cool. But definitely check out this EP, Pistol Made of Roses, Megan Maroney. All right. Once again, I feel like a broken record these days because, you know, we just covered two episodes in a row a month or, or six weeks ago, whenever it was, of a Zach Bryan 34 track album that is an early front runner for album of the year from the country and cold cans team uh, mm. called American heartbreak. And then he's already won the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard. 12 year olds. Right. It's going to be hard for somebody else to, oh, yeah. to unseat him. But now here we are. What was it last week? I want to say. Yeah. It came out. Yeah. The yeah. 5th, July 15th. He put out a nine song, what he's calling an EP, which Andy probably made you happy i will to me i would say it's an album to me album is i guess nine nine and up to me I, i'll give you nine to me it's just 10 or 11 is a sweet spot for me that's what most of the cds were when we were kids so that was just personal 10 to, attachment 10 to 12 back then yeah that's the sweet spot you know typically to me it was a lot of times it was 10 and either a live or an acoustic at it to make it 11 yeah, well, Kyle, you noticed like, that he's being a lot easier on Zach Bryan than he was Riley Green for his nine-song album that he p- released. I think oh, that was eight. Yes, well, Andy is being extremely hypocritical. Um, <laughs> I'll give him the I think benefit. Riley Green was eight. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Riley Green deserved some of the criticism because weren't half of their songs on an EP like three months before. And two, and two. If it's been a year plus since your last album, you better have more than nine songs. It's been six weeks. <laughs> we dropped 34, and now you dropped nine more. So it's give, 50 songs. It's 50. Yeah. I mean, he's, well, it's, it's 43. 43, yeah. Andy. Oh, uh, yeah. You're right. Sorry. Round, my yeah, bad. Rounds, rounds down. But uh, I had the date in my mind. I mean, but, 43 okay. songs in six weeks. Like, I'm not Shoot, saying. He, I'm not saying. Just cause for concern, but like, damn man! <laughs> like, I, it's a lot of music. I, yeah, I hope he's I, not uh, burning through all of his ideas, or, yeah. or like within two years. But and I hope his—I don't know if he has a manager or anything, or is he on a label now? Uh, uh for the most part, yes. He's got okay. a—he's got some type of deal with uh, Warner Music. Okay, yeah. I, somebody ought to be in his ear and just be like, "Hey, man." Let's put this in the in the spank bank for later. Let's uh let's not let's not pull our, the, the straight crazy, from the uh, straight from the five time pro wrestler or porn star champion talking about putting that. something in the spank bank. Yeah, let's not blow our load all at once. You know, let's let's save some stuff for when we get a little dry. I, I think the problem is they don't know what to do with Zach Bryan because he has just blown up in a way that we haven't really seen, especially in the root, roots music world, because he hasn't up until recently had anything even close to the top 40 on radio so it's not like it was radio play i heard he didn't do it yeah like they're they're playing something something in the the orange orange. yeah which Which is is like as mainstream country radio oh yeah it is yeah it's because it's a cumulus station or whoever one of the big guys is that owns all the radio stations now but they don't know what to do with him i mean because it's been a very it's a meteoric rise he is ryan from the office when he made vp yeah, let's just hope he doesn't crash like Ryan from the office. Yeah, yeah. Ignore the back half of the analogy, but just <laughs> the front half. You know, he went from no, temp right. to VP in like a month. Yeah. But, yeah. We just lost Andy for a second. I guess he'll come back in. Did he minute. die in a fire? <laughs> I hope not, because that means that fight his, he was in his truck, so that thing would blow up if it did. 
Oh, oh, there he is. He said something happened. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you just got <laughs> kicked out. No shit, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. He's like, I can't hear you guys anymore. Well, while he's gone, Logan, we can just go ahead and say he picks third. <laughs> yeah. Let's go on. And while Andy's gone and he can't see, we're going to go on and bring the wheel up to decide who picks. Funny how that works. I know, right? All right. First pick. Well, look, Logan, it happened, just happened to be you. Yeah. And we're not lying. Yeah, it did. That's me. All right. Second pick. It's going to be Kyle either way, even if that's true. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, and it's Kyle. Perfect. Uh, I didn't even lie. All right, Kyle. All right. It's Logan, Andy, Kyle. All right. So just for anyone who's listening, uh, we're, we just did a two episode in-depth review of Zach Bryan's American Heartbreak. For Summertime Blues, we decided to do something a little bit different this time. We're going to open it up once Andy eventually gets back in here with some brief thoughts on the the record overall. But then we're going to draft. Uh, there are nine songs, three of us, three selections each. We're going to draft the songs on the track list, and we'll kind of go into uh, give some thoughts on the songs as we draft them. But if we we decided since we just did you know such a long review of American Heartbreak for a very long album, we do we check things up and try something different and incorporate our our recent edition of the draft segment for a music review. Um, so, but two things before Andy gets back. Uh... One, I really dig his use of the violin on this album. It's on multiple oh, yeah. songs. I'm a big fan of violin. Violin's a phenomenal instrument. Uh, and that and the growl, as they say, was on full display mm-hmm. on the CP. Much more than his his album. Oh, yeah. I love when you can hear that growl in his voice. That's something yeah. that um, I... Yeah, I think it like, makes an appearance on all but two songs, maybe? A maybe lot three? of them, yeah. Yeah, it's on the majority. It's on full, it was on full full display. No, so. definitely. I, that's something that um, and some of the independent people listening may hate me saying this, but something that he does well, and it's also something Morgan Wallen does well vocally. Yeah, Wallen I mean, has some a people bit sound out too. Yeah, some people sound fake when they do it. Yeah, and some some people use it as a coping me- mechanism. Some people like him. I, I just think it's just who he is. Yeah. Well, let's go on and give our thoughts on the uh, on the overall. Uh, record right now while we're waiting on Andy. Um, I again, uh, Zach Bryan in my mind, he did it again. I think that overall, I think, and this this isn't really a fair comparison. It's apples to oranges. I don't think the the quality is quite as good as American Heartbreak, but there's some really really good songs on here. Um, sonically, he kind of has a little bit more production, I would say, on this. Yeah. Uh, but he still kind of is going with that, you know, half in half out. Um. Some songs are a little bit more stripped back in the traditional Zach Bryan way, and then others have a little bit more of the full production. And when he goes to full production and he adds some tempo to the songs, that's where I think he really shines on this project. Um, like Oklahoma Smoke Show, Motorcycle Drive-By, um, all the time. I think those are really, really good. Um, like just, I, I love the production love on those, and I love the tempo. Yeah. And then one thing I wanted to point out too, well, I can wait for the draft because there's Andy, but what were your overall thoughts on the, the album? Um, Not to spoil anything because Andy's better. In my opinion, Summertime Blues might be the weakest in my opinion. Right. Um, 
I can assume why the EPS title Summertime Blues he dropped in the middle of July. Yeah. Um, I think that story just writes itself. Um, but in my opinion, I think that's probably the weakest yeah. song on the EP. So it's a good song. It's a, it's a clever twist on, you know, Summertime is happy and yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all love sad songs, but well, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad. No, I mean, definitely. I think they're, or they're, or it's at least melancholy. I would say. Yeah. That's summertime yeah, yeah. blues is probably a little more melancholy than that's a good word sad to describe in it, traditional yeah. sense. Thank you, Logan, for being with the stars for me. <laughs> Andy is, says he's still joining. There he is. <coughs> yeah. So. It, and uh, that is oh so Andy's and back. that is so our we draft have, yeah we, yeah that's <laughs> Andy we drafted for you yeah hold on this we gave you the Applebee's yes. song from Walker Hayes the new Sam Hunt song and Five Foot Nine by Tyler Hubbard did you die again all right and is it working yeah you're good yeah. all right is there any way to cut five G off. I've, you're not. I'm not the one to ask about that. Ask IT I Kyle. We're gonna get uh, a COVID flag now. Yeah, I know, right? I, got a COVID I think my. Flag. I was on 4G when we started, and then uh, when it cut out, my phone was on 5G, and it, my phone. It, I tried texting you guys and everything. My phone wouldn't do anything. Now, no, where I are you at? And there he goes again. I got. All right, Andy's back finally. He's on. He had to call in like it's a radio show. Yeah, yeah those fucking internets don't work anymore. <laughs> well, all you've missed is we did our uh, introduction of the draft while we're doing it and uh, our thoughts on the album, and then we got the draft order. But before we tell you the draft order, what are your overall thoughts on this project by Zach Bryan? Overall, I absolutely love the production and the instrumentation on this album. It's not overdone. I don't know. I'm not trying. I don't want to tip my hand for this draft either because I feel pretty good about it. So, But absolutely love the production on it. All right. Where do you think it stacks up compared to American Heartbreak? I don't know how to compare it to that, really, because it's, this is comprehensible. I'm almost, I'm going to lean to say that I think it's, I like the writing better in American Heartbreak. I think it's better, but it's also uh, like almost four times the size. So it's it's tough to compare. This is comprehensible. The American Heartbreak isn't really even comprehensible as a piece as a whole. Yeah, it's a lot of songs. It's information overload, um, but great, great album. Um so yeah, that's our general thoughts overall on Summertime Blues by Zach Bryan. Like we said, uh, we're drafting all nine songs, three selections each, uh, since we just did two episodes uh, covering his monstrosity of a uh, double, triple album, whatever you want to call it. Previously, we decided to shake things up a little bit, incorporate the draft. Um, Andy, we did the draft order while you were gone, and anyone that was listening while you were out in BFE trying to get your internet to work. Um, and we have the video evidence. If you don't believe us, if we can send it to the Coke cans corporate office and have them review it, Hint, I'm, I'm the one that would review it. So, um, we, uh, <laughs> we the, would send it to Carter. 
Ah, we could send it to Carter for a fourth party. I guess it would be here. He could, ar- he could arbitrate. Yeah, but is Carter really good at that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But the draft order is me one, Kyle two, you three. Yeah, this sounds like bullshit. Oh, I'll clip it and send <laughs> it to you film. afterwards. Have I have the, I have the tape. I, I have the receipts, as El Prez would say. But I do. I I believe that Logan won because he always wins these fucking wheel things. It's like the, the wheel loves me. The wheel loves me. Yeah, I, I, I like coach shenanigans on that. At least the wheel loves me, guys. Like, come on, don't take that. Oh, away from come me. on now. He went there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did win the wheel, though, didn't he? No lie. And then Kyle, Kyle won second. Honest to God. So. Genuinely, yeah, it really did. We even tried to cook it, and we still, we still That's came true. out That's this way. So. so, all right, so let's jump into the Summertime Blues by Zach Bryan Draft, uh, presented by the Cold Cans Network. All right, so I'm the first pick in the draft, and this one was really easy when I saw that I got the first one. It is 100% Oklahoma Smoke Show. I absolutely love this song. Uh, from the tempo, the production of it. I love the songwriting on it. I mean, just the, you know, the hook of the of the beginning of the chorus where he's like, she's an Oklahoma smoke show. He's an asshole from back home. I, I don't know why, but that immediately I was like, uh, hell yeah, love that. So uh, Oklahoma smoke show is the number one overall pick in the summertime blues draft. Um, you guys have any thoughts on that one? Why'd you pick that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to pick that song, and, but yeah, I I do like the writing of that this, that song quite a bit. I, the uh, almost this one was the one song that uh, I thought it was going to sound different based off of that live version you sent. But right, I thought it was going to sound different on the album. I, I kind of thought what in my head what I thought it was going to sound like I liked better. <laughs> so the the version of the song that doesn't exist, Andy liked yeah, that better. The one in my head, <laughs> yeah, the one that I came up with in my head, but. <laughs> all right um well that leaves to the totally legitimate number two pick kyle well um i think zach bryan is very intelligent and um he left the best song for last all the time i love this song because it's not a it's not a it's not a breakup song it's just like almost a frustration song about a relationship yeah and he's just he just it's almost like he just doesn't know what what else to do yeah and I love when on the chorus like the whole band goes silent other than the strum on the guitar I love when people do that you know really all you hear is his voice I think that's a cool feature of this song um you know and I I think a, a lot of young men deal with being pissed off a lot. Yes. Just, just the male species as we are. Little things. Everybody's a hothead. Toxic masculinity. Hey, I mean, I mean, yeah, you, I, I completely disagree with that term, but, <laughs> uh, I mean, this song kind of personifies the quote unquote toxic masculinity, if you will. I mean, from the very opening line kind of really gets the point across of like you saying that he was, um, he, he being just pissed off and like just being kind of like hands up in the air, don't know what to do. He's like, why can't you love me like I need you to? It's yeah. such a simple task at hand. In some ways, it, it's a very uh, selfish line. Yeah. If you think about it. It's like, why can't you 
do what I need you to do. Is it that hard kind of situation? But it, it catches your ear from the beginning. I love yeah. the line. I feel like a nuisance in my own damn mind. Oh, I was yeah. just about, yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. I mean, and from what I get from it, she's extremely critical of him and everything he does. Um, and he's just, like I say, he's just frustrated and fed up. And yeah. He doesn't, <clears throat> he doesn't know what else to do. That, so that also, is, go ahead. No, I, <clears throat> that's what I was going to end on. And, and he's just talking about, you know, I'm done. I'm just going home. Like, I yeah. just don't know. I just don't know what else to do. Yeah, because the the frustration aspect again is very clear. When it's like when I speak, uh, you say it's too much, but when I scream, you say I've lost my mind. So like, what is he supposed to do? Yeah, how is he supposed to communicate? Is kind of like the feeling that's being put out there. Yeah, and I don't think I can remember a song that kind of tackled this aspect. You hear a yeah. lot of songs that are like, "Oh, we broke up because we couldn't get along, or it wasn't the right time." Those songs are always when it's over. It's not, this yeah. is like probably like stage three. Yeah. Before things uh, are quite over. Before, yeah. Before things are quite over. It's just, you just really like, I mean, trying to describe it is like, you just really just don't know what else to do. You're just no. pissed off and frustrated. And you just want to throw your hands up and go home. Yeah. And I love this song, man, it, because I can't think of another song that tackles this aspect in the relationship cycle. He's on third base waiting to waiting to go home. Right. So no, it's a good it's a good pick. Yeah. That would All be right, my Andy. Well, my top three are still on the board, but my absolute favorite song off this album is Motorcycle Drive By. Ah, the, damn, uh, that was gonna be my next song. Pick. This song fucks. Like the uh the chorus, aside from the like the the like beat rhythm everything about the instrumentation of this song is fire that's what's got me hooked i love the line that like the lines like there's so much shame inside me i, ju- I just want to hide me but they want to see me play my songs under light fire i don't know what a motorcycle drop by is i was curious to know what your guys interpretation of it my guess is that more so like he's flying out in the open like you know you, you have no protection if you're doing a drive by on a motorcycle what do you guys think I honestly I took, had no idea. Yeah, I took it, you know, like when you see like, when you see people, I took it as like when you see people die and like the, whatever their hobby was, like they were a big motorcycle rider, all their friends and everything kind of just do a drive-by of the funeral. It's whack out of, you know, just like, or you see like uh, a fundraiser or something. That's kind of what I took it where, you know, people just, not like an actual drive-by with guns, but... Oh, no, I didn't take it as a literal drive-by, by any means. Yeah, I, did, I, I didn't... I don't really know what it means. I just assumed it was like a bunch of people on motorcycles driving by. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, I didn't... Well, I really liked how it started with the chorus. I like, I like it when... It I don't I don't like it when a, somebody does that too many times on a record, but I do like it when they sparingly use it and it's used well. And this is one of those times that this song is a banger. Uh, just from like like Andy was saying, the tempo and the production, but it started with the chorus. Um, and so I'm I kind of upset Andy that you picked that because that was going to be my next pick, but I can't blame you. It's a good song. I burned this song up. Yeah, it's a good song. 
All right, so it's back to me. Um, I'm scared. That means I'm scared. I'm really nervous. I actually am going to surprise you all with this. Okay, I'm really nervous. I'm going to go with Summertime Blues. Wow, okay. Yeah, I there's something about that this song where it's kind of has a little bit more of a stripped back feel. Uh, it sounds a little bit more traditional Zach Bryan uh, with like how he's kind of been at the early part of his career before he, he kind of like signed his deal and everything has been put in pretty much pre-American heartbreak. Um, I really like kind of how he incorporated, like we talked about when we had Jordan on here, the like the sound of the birds in the background. It kind of sounds like this organic kind of situation, like he's recording it outside live and who knows you might have, but I really liked this song for for that aspect. It's kind of the the opposite of what Oklahoma Smoke Show was in some ways sonically. Um, it's a little more stripped back, less produced. The the um, tempo isn't quite as as quick. And I I really liked the kind of um, the the chorus is very catchy and it's deceptively catchy. Um, I didn't think that I was gonna like this song as much as I did upon first two or three listens when it first came out, but it's really kind of growing on me. And it's, there's one line that just keeps sticking out in my mind that I really, really like where it's, uh, here it is. It said, I wonder if you saw it too, wish I still had someone to lose all of, but all I got are these summertime blues. And then it, or was it, then it kind of reiterates that kind of same feeling that melancholy feeling. This is a very melancholy song. Kyle and I were talking about that earlier why Andy was having technical difficulties and it kind of that melancholy kind of aspect kind of comes out again in the chorus where he says, um, all the boys who ain't got no home, the beautiful girls I'll never hold. This one's for you. My summertime blues. Um, that's something that I think that he does well is like that melancholy type of song. Like I've always said that Parker does uh, songs that are like longing, the idea of longing for something or someone does well. I think Zach Bryan does melancholy well and summertime blues kind of encapsulates that. So yeah, my second pick, Summertime Blues. I wanted to add in with this something that Kyle said when we talked about it last time that, that really made more sense when within the album. That how Kyle said it does sound like it was recorded like outside. That makes a lot of sense for a song about summertime to be recorded outside when people spend a lot of time outside. It's a very to me it's like it that's a clever production thing to do for for this song. Yeah, and there are a couple of those on this record on another one that hasn't been named yet. But uh, but yeah, I agree with that. I actually, I was telling Logan uh, right when you have technical difficulties, Andy. Um, I actually think it's the weakest song on the album. I can see, I can understand that argument. Yeah, um, yeah. it's purely subjective. We're all just being, you know, it's an opinion show, right? But yeah, uh, that's true. That's right. We're not I mean, journalists. We're about as honest as journalists. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, his his floor is so much higher than almost a lot of people's yeah. ceilings. Um, so it's not a, a a criticism per se. Just in comparison to other songs on the record, I think it, in my opinion, it's probably the weakest in for my taste. No, I, I totally get that. Like I said, this one was a grower for me. It wasn't one that I initially... Wasn't a shower? It Did wasn't I... a shower. It was a grower. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, you had me nervous. Like, I thought you were about to pick my, my next pick, which is Us Then. Um, uh, that was... It, it came down to those two, so you're okay. lucky. Yeah, thank you. That, uh, that was my one that was boom, going between. I stole it, yeah. Uh, I love the song, man. Uh, and I was telling Logan, Andy, while you were 
doing whatever you're doing, murdering prostitutes or whatever. <laughs> um, the growl is on full display, as you said, as you, I think you introduced us to the Zach Bryan growl. growl. Um, I love this because he does it two or three times. Uh, this is a great, it's almost like a post-mortem on a relationship, if you, if you will. Um, and I just, he's just looking back and he just wants to go back to when everything worked between those two. And it's a good, we haven't done it in a while. I think we kind of slacked up on it, but it's a good sad boy summer song, in my opinion. Um, do you yeah. two agree slash disagree? No, I mean, I, I agree with what you said on that. Um, it, 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 like, it is a good postmortem. Yeah. Or my other one was like awesome. on third but on third base. This one is he's sitting in the dugout waiting for his next at bat. Right. <laughs> yeah. So And this is kind of him doing like I just mentioned how Parker McCollum does well. Uh he's kind of you know, longing. He's longing yeah. for something that he lost, something that he once had. He talks saying, about, Take uh, me back to us then where the times told true. Well, I was yeah, I mean he even talks about taking me back to us then where the uh sun chair where the sun does shine on a lawn chair holding you, you know? Yeah. He's longing for something that he lost. Yeah. I mean. Oh, my God. Yeah, it does. I, I'm a, I'm not sure if it's a fiddle or a violin. There's a couple songs where there's a violin or a fiddle. I can't really tell the difference. I never know uh, the difference. Yeah. But, uh, uh, like, I the style of play is different. But I don't know if the instrument actually is different. I have no idea about that. I could oh no! That. I know the difference is a violin has strings, a fiddle has strings. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that for a second. I didn't I either. Okay, yeah, that works. Yeah, I love a violin, man. It's a or fiddle. They're both beautiful instruments. I, I find myself sometimes just getting on YouTube and watching play the steel people play the steel guitar. Oh yeah, and people playing the violin slash fiddle. It's a beautiful instrument. I think I like the fiddle better than the violin because while it's impressive for the classical violinist to do what they do, those much, people get down on a fiddle. Well, I much prefer the fiddle. I like the boot yeah. stomping. Let me have a six pack of Miller Lite at Kane's Ballroom stomping my boots on the hardwood floor. Uh, give me a hell yeah, Andy. Hell yeah. Liar. Like, you don't drink anymore, so you can't say <laughs> that. <laughs> I just like how fast they play the fiddle. I mean, that's wicked impressive. No, it really is. And you just watch people play the banjo where they start picking. That's insane. Oh, it's it's really crazy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like that. Yeah. I, I enjoy just. I find myself going down rabbit holes on Friday nights on YouTube, just watching people play the steel guitar, fiddle, violin. Yeah. That's another instrument that's really, really difficult. I've been I've been told, and it's uh, probably one of my favorite instruments when it's in the mix is the pedal steel. Yes, yeah, uh, such a good noise it makes. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my second round selection. All right, Andy, you're up. Well, still not bad about my pick. This was one I was worried Logan was going to take. Uh, I'm got uh, twenty so is definitely going to be the next one. Damn you! The uh, the title of this is actually what drew me in first. And the biggest thing with this song to me, it's it's the way it's produced just amplifies everything that he's writing about to me. Like just the. I like the I guess it'd be like it amplifies I guess the angst of being in your twenties, I guess is yeah. what I'm trying to say. And it's the it's just great, right? It's it's a great sad song. And just the way it's produced makes the sad song just that much better. 
No, yeah, I mean, I love the line and how close can a man come to dying uh, before dying about as close as you were before you were. Uh, before, ugh, I can't say say that right. How close can a man come to God before dying about as close as you were when you were trying? Um, it, this is just a fantastic song. It was another one of those ones that didn't strike me the first time I heard it, which is probably not what you guys would thought I would say. But the more I listened to it again, it was a grower, not a shower. I, I really started to kind of to vibe with it after that. But um, but yeah, this was <clears throat> on my list of things to possibly pick, Andy. But it just didn't quite make the cut for the first two picks. This was going to be my third pick, so have fun with stealing my pick, Andy. <laughs> so my, hey, I was so we were basically our second and third was I was I was dancing between us then or, or this song. Yeah, I was as well, and I was like, I'm just going to. I was like, I'm just going to take them so. Good. I, I like the I like the song a lot. Uh, so great selection there. Yeah, definitely is. So my next song that I'm going to pick is the Kyle. This is probably one that you had on your list, but it is Jamie. Is Zach Bryan <laughs> featuring Charles Wesley Goblin? Um, it's funny because Kyle and Andy texted me and they're like, "Who, who is this Charles Wesley Goblin guy?" And I was like. Oh. I sent his album to y'all a long time ago when it came out like a year ago. Charles Wesley Goblin is a fantastic artist. Um, I saw him open for Zach Bryan and Raleigh uh, maybe a year and a half ago. Whenever it was, I went to go there. Do you know where um, he's from? I can't remember off the top of my head. Because he sounds straight out of Appalachia. Appalachia, you mean? Yeah, he does. I, I, I want to say he's from Kentucky, but I don't know that for okay. sure. Yeah, I get heavy mountain vibes, man. Yeah. But this is a fantastic song, and the main reason that I picked it, because I, I was hinting at this earlier when Andy was talking about one of the production choices of, like, the birds being outside, summertime blues, kind of like that aspect of it. If you listen to this song in your car or you listen to it uh, on headphones, that's the best way to listen to it. Because mm-hmm. you're going to pick up on the fact that Zach's voice is panned all the way to the left. Charles's voice is panned all the way to the right. Yep. So it kind of comes across like they're singing side to side like on this duet and i i loved that uh creative choice in the, in the studio and i that an, immediately i was like okay this is pretty cool that like that in in and of itself was enough for it to make my list but the song is also just a very good song i mean sitting there like the chorus where it's like well i'll go tonight boys i don't mean no harm i just miss my loving lady and and laying in her arms um it, as you kind of go on down the the, the way I, from my interpretation of it was, you know, it said because there's a tombstone hidden in a place that uh, he don't visit where the love of his life was laid to rest. So apparently like his Jamie was the love interest and Jamie passed away and he's just having a hard time, you know, dealing with it. And but I, the the emotion and the voice when they're like, oh, Jamie, as the like refrain, they keep coming back to is another thing that just kind of grabs you but um a fantastic duet charles wesley goblin's another one that everybody needs to check out um uh i saw him live for the first time opening for zach bryan and it was one of the best shows i've ever been to this was actually my probably least favorite song on the on the mm. record and i and literally i have no objections to it just the writing just never grabbed me like the the story of the song just never grabbed me really right I'm so gonna. That? I'm not gonna lie. I just love the music of this song so much. Look at yeah. 
just ignore it. Not ignore, but Charles Wesley got uh, Godwin. He has a beautiful voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, Definitely, yeah, definitely need to check out his his record. He, he his most recent record he put out. Um, it's definitely on my recommended list. Yeah, I'm gonna do that because yeah, that, I love that song. It was one of the first standouts in yeah. my first first run through because Zach Bryan's one of the people you got to listen to multiple times. Yeah, which is why I think I like his music though because it isn't a sugar rush and then you forget about it. It's yeah. like the songs require multiple listens, and I think some of the most of the best music does. But Kyle texted us in the Cold Cans group chat and was like, Yo, this Zach Bryan Charles Wesley Goblin duet goes hard. <laughs> it does, bro. It's so good. And like I said, I was playing it in my on my in my truck and just was jamming it. And that's when I caught up on the you could hear Zach Bryan out of the, out of the driver's side and yep. you know, the passenger side. And I was like, Oh, that's a cool, cool trick yeah. there. That's the that's when I first heard it too because I didn't listen yeah. to the album the first time on through my headphones like I usually try to do. I listen to it like kind of just part of it just with my phone. It's harder to pick up on when you're just listening to it directly from the iPhone speaker. Yeah. But then I had it in my car and I yep, just parked I and I was waiting for the song to list, uh, to finish before I got out of the car. And that's where I first heard the uh, them panning the vocals left and right. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I really dig that. I was like, that's that's cool production choice. Uh, so what was your first? It was- it was Oklahoma Smoke Show? Was Oklahoma your first Smoke selection? Show, yeah. Okay. Um, so since you stole my third choice, uh, my third choice is going to be Quitting Time. Um, I like this song because I think it's almost biographical for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first the first verse is he's been, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know his life story, so I couldn't tell you. But, you know, he's talking about, all he wants to do is take his girl to dance. And he's been talking about working at a steel, uh, steel mill. I'm assuming that's Midwest. Uh, said Rust Belt. But, uh, Rust Belt, yeah, okay. I don't, where, where is the Rust Belt? I don't think that's Oklahoma, that's, is it? No, no the Rust Belt is the upper like, Midwest. It's like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. Yeah. And then I know he was in the, he was in the Navy, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in the second verse, you know, I must, I can't equate that to anything other than being in the military. The desert sure is hot. I pray to get back to my lady's loving gaze, rifle in my hand with some brothers by my side. Uh, and you know, he's just hoping to get home. And then the final verse is talking about uh, putting on roofs and he's being poor. Uh, so I took the song as very, it's almost like a biography of his his story. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's the way I interpreted it. Um, and all he wants to do is just, I don't really know how she'll cool me after dark means, but uh, he just wants to get back to the lady he loves. So yeah. where, wherever he's at in his life, uh, except uh, I'm not sure if he's done any of this in his past life, um, but that was the way I interpreted it was almost a story of his life. I'm like almost 100% sure that like he hasn't worked in a steel mill like specifically, yeah. but yeah. the premise well, still said, stands to your right. point though. Like yeah. working for your way, sweating for your wages, doing what you need to do. But in reality, you're, you want quitting time. You want to get home to your, to your loved ones. And that that's what you're looking That's what gets you through the day. That's why you put food on the table and, and work for a living. Yeah. And I really I don't didn't think I, this is autobiographical. No, I, I, well, I, I, I think it, I thought loosely. that initially is, yeah. I thought that as well, 
but I, I kind of think this is somewhat more of a, uh, uh, a cue of how good of a writer Zach Bryan is that that where I don't think the song is autobiographical, but he can write it so well that you think it is. That may be the case. Um, the the only part that really made me think that was the second verse where he's talking about the military. It's kind of what right. sold me. Um, you know, I know I know he's a, a veteran or whatnot, which is you know very admirable. Um, like I said, it may not be may not be even anyone factually accurate. I don't know. I just took it as more like a story of a life. Man, story of something that's relatable that he yeah. emotions he's felt. Yeah. And I and I really vibe with the with the verse where he's like, I've been putting roofing on houses atop homes I can't afford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've been to a I bunch love of those houses. Line. Yeah, I've been uh I've been to a bunch of houses doing work on houses I could only dream to afford. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so this is uh this is oh. one of the songs to me that the production really stood out because uh at the start of this song when you have headphones on the it starts in your right ear and then picks up in the left which is, right reminds mm-hmm. me of just some of your older rock albums and like the the guitar in this song is just banging you know we get the, it reminds the me guitar in one ear and the rhythm in the other yeah yeah the, the guitar actually reminds me of uh turnpike i can't remember the guy's name the guy the, talking about the lead guitarist yeah the guy that started playing with ryan uh, engelman yeah engel Engel. yeah it kind of a little bit reminds me of him gives me I, some turnpike vibes with with him yeah i have to go back and listen to that with, with an ear out for that if you get like the solo towards the the end of it it sounds a little bit different tone but you i guess you could pick up on the similarities of, yeah. of it to him well, I guess that there's no uh, surprise as to what Andy has to pick here. I'm actually not mad about it because I actually, right before this, this is one of the songs I didn't listen to a lot, a ton uh, through it. This one didn't stand out to me, but getting ready in case I got stuck with this, I actually was starting to, I was like, you know, this song kind of <laughs> fucks. Like, I really actually, the way it sounds, like, just, it's one of the, like, Matt and Audie were a few fine folk. The way he sings that just sounds great. And then, um, too, where it's, uh, let me see, I got it pulled up. Here. In case uh, I get stuck. They head it. out to, uh, <laughs> yeah, but the, where they said to head out to Montana where the water, well, weather is colder. Like just the way he says that, I like sings it. I, I, I like it. And then, um, I like the line, I'd rather die a desperate man than a man that got caught. That, I don't know. I, I like these, uh, violent, criminal stories oh that's well established that you like that yeah i like the violence (laughs) no i mean i don't have anything against this song this was probably what i this was not my favorite track by any means it was you know like anytime anybody puts out the project you've got one or two that you don't gravitate towards as much and this was probably the one that i would be more willing to skip than the others so i mean i think it's a fine song I think this song has the most I, growl. I, I like the way he sings it. Yeah, it has yeah. the most growl in it, yeah. So, one of, to me, it's almost one of the better uh, vocal songs for, for on the album, actually. That's really the, the only thing that really draws me towards it a lot. Well, it's not much background music other than just the, the bass drum, for the most part. If I'm yeah. remembering. Except, you know, the chorus. But, uh, I mean, for the most part, it's just bass drum doing rhythm. Should be why you like it, Andy. 
I'm not. I'm not mad. It's all of them are really actually great. I'm not. Dude, there's really no, not much miss on this one. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a very good record. People should check out also. That Jamie song is phenomenal. Shit goes hard. <laughs> it does. Shit goes so hard, man. Now, well, it speaks volumes when it's 105 degrees, and I cut my truck off and sit in the heat just to finish listening <laughs> to it. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, it speaks volumes for a song. But yeah, that's so that's uh, our draft for Zach Bryan's new project, Summertime Blues. Uh, one thing that I forgot to mention, we were talking about the Megan Maroney project was it was produced by Christian Bush, who is the uh, the male member of Sugarland. Uh, I found that kind of interesting. Wanted to put that out there before we closed out today. But Christian mm-hmm. Bush was the producer on that. He's been doing a lot more um, producing lately. So I'm interested like to see Land. if she keeps working with with him or not as she makes more music. but. Definitely recommend both these projects yep. today. Um, is she on Big Loud or is that the other? Um, what's her face? Um, the other girl Andy likes so much. Oh, it's, God. It's what's her other, name? Ashley Craft. Ashley Craft. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ashley Craft was uh, is on Big Loud. I'm a okay. big Ashley Craft fan. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I know you, you, you and Andy were. Um, I'm trying to see if she's on a label. I don't know if you guys have been watching the socials, but uh, we mentioned them in the show. There's going to be some new Riley Green coming up, I'm guessing, Friday. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah. He has uh, put two teasers out on Instagram. One came out, like, I don't know, maybe an hour or two ago. Okay. He's got two new teasers out on Instagram. I think he put one out today, one out yesterday. Oh, interesting. And the, he did that for the last uh, EP, and I think he put them out the week it came out. So I'm, I'm guessing Friday. Okay, interesting. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. And, you know, as we always say, make sure you go give us five stars and a great review on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you click subscribe, share it with your friends. Um, and check out the website, com. all the socials, you know what they are at this point. Going to follow us on that. Most of the time, our handle is at Colcans Country. Um, and, um, we keep be on the lookout <clears throat> if you're into college football, specifically if you're into uh, ACC, but it's really college football as a whole. We've got Cold Cans Network has a new podcast coming out um, starting in August. Uh, me and Jordan, who was on last episode of Country and Cold Cans, uh, we're doing a college football pod for the fall season for college football. Uh, we'll have the more details on that coming soon as we get as July closes out and we'll have the first few episodes up. So be sure to check that out. <clears throat> All episodes um, from the Cold Cans Network are available on the website as well as everywhere you get your podcast. So for this episode of Country and Cold Cans presented by the Cold Cans Network, I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy. And uh, what was the thing you said earlier, Kyle? I was going to say PK Kyle, but you said Spank Bank. Spank Bank Kyle. For that is Spank Bank. Put it in the spank bank. All right, we'll see you next time. Kyle's way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we'll see y'all next time.